All right, I want to talk to you a little bit about Jace Case. Jace makes uh, sure you have the right medication on hand. The Jace Case gives you the five antibiotics that you would need if you were going on vacation or you just, you know, somebody gets sick and you can't get to the doctor. You can call the doctor and he can say, yeah, you might as well give this a shot. I'll come, you know, come in when you can and I'll see him. Anyway, um, this is the way to protect yourself, I believe. I believe the Jace medical case, Jace case, uh, they are there to help you save now more than $360 by giving these life-saving antibiotics with Jace medical plus an additional discount by using the promo code back at checkout. When you go to jacemedical.com, J A S E medical.com, Jace medical.com. to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. Welcome to the program. It is September 11th, 2023. And here's what's happening in our world. Uh, New Mexico governor. I love her. She's great. She's suspending the right to carry firearms in uh, public all across uh, Albuquerque because, well, it's an emergency. It's an emergency. And so she's enacting emergency orders. You know, one thing we have to swear off is, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. We all love the Constitution, but it's an emergency. No, if it's not in the Constitution, we do not do it if it is against the bill of rights it cannot and shall not be done how much clearer did our founders need to be there is something afoot in the country and it is no longer just at the federal level i'm going to start in texas in 60 seconds inflammation even just the word sounds unpleasant doesn't it There's a lot of people in the world who suffer from frequent pain, and inflammation is usually the thing causing it. Inside your body, joints can begin to swell, and the next thing you know, you have pain radiating outward from those sources in your body. And I've heard hundreds of people talk about it over the years, and I know from my own experience, I can tell you it's no picnic. Relief Factor uh, exists to give you back the life that you love by reducing the inflammation in your body. So if you've been living with pain in your life and you're ready to try something to get rid of it, please give Relief Factor a shot. For $19.99, you can try the three-week quick start. More than a million people have 
purchased Relief Factors Quick quick Start, and 70% of them go on to order more month after month. Will you see if it just works for you? It's $19.95. If if it doesn't work, you'll know in three weeks, and you'll be out 20 bucks. Yes, you will. But if it works, you get your life back. ReliefFactor.com. 800, the number four, Relief. ReliefFactor.com. So the New Mexico governor, uh, Michelle Grisham, on Friday issued an emergency order suspending the right of to carry firearms in public. Here's what she said. So effective immediately, no person other than a law enforcement officer or licensed security officer shall possess a firearm either openly or concealed within cities or counties averaging 1,000 or more violent crimes per 100,000. Stop. And <clears throat> I'm sorry, can you remind me of the Second Amendment? Shall not be infringed. That's as clear as it gets. But she's declaring uh, an emergency. Why? Because there's crime. So what's the best thing to do about that crime? Take the guns away from the law-abiding citizens, of course. That way, they have no ability to protect themselves when somebody who is carrying a gun illegally will be the only one there with a gun. That is fantastic. Shall not be infringed. Go ahead. Listen to her the way More she talks down to us. Fire firearm-related emergency department visits. So to put that in sort of a layman's term. Okay, what's layman mean? Terms. Terms. For 30 days. 30 days, yes, Bob. In Albuquerque and Bernalillo County. It's oh. the only place that only meets place. both those standards. Okay. Statewide order. Statewide. But only one place meets both okay. criteria. Wow. We have far too many ER gunshot visits, and we have far too many crimes mm. involving firearms. Mm-hmm. We are suspending mm-hmm. the Constitution. open and concealed carry. Okay. Sus- oh. Uh, suspending the Constitution. Of the United States. So I just want to make sure I understand the order, because it's very, she, she, I'm a layman. Would, I yeah, don't know. I know. It's hard for me to understand. Yeah. But, but when you see her do the hand signals, yeah. you know, where she kind of makes like a globe with her hands and she says, mm-hmm. you know, this, this whole area, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. I get it. So it's a, a, a thousand gun related crimes for per 100,000 citizens, which of course is in the Second Amendment, shall not be infringed unless it raises over 1,000 per 100,000 people. Exactly right. Um, which I don't really remember reading, but it's yes. there, I'm sure. Sure it is. But Good and the, plenty clause. But the other part is it's emergency room visits. So yes. if you shoot a bunch of people and they're all dead 
when the police arrive. Yes. That's fine. That's fine. This will not That's, kick in. No. If they're all murdered and dead and long dead with mm-hmm. no heartbeat, no chance of surviving. Of yeah, them they just surviving. go to the morgue, you mean? They just go directly to the morgue. Yeah. No problem. No this, problem. This will not go into effect. Okay. It's only when they go, or if they're just minor, if they're little uh, flesh wounds, that go. you go to the uh, urgent care or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's sure. fine, too. Sure. It's just the people that go you know, to the you ER are so that sets this off. Does it change now? Does your opinion change when you find out that an 11-year-old was shot? It makes me very sad that an 11-year-old yes. was shot. Now, it does that wasn't the my question. opinion on the Constitution, however. <sighs> See? See? That's the way everyone should be. You know, the Constitution and the Bill of Rights say, uh-huh, well, th- what that means is we're not going to do that. Everybody is going to start to look for all kinds of new ideas because it's an emergency. We have to have everyone vaccinated and we have to take away your right to say, no, you're not putting that in my body. No, 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 no. It's an emergency. We have to do that. And you have to wear masks. Well, no, I'm not going to. Well, you're just a killer of grandma. No, that seems like the governor of New York that was killing all the grandparents. We have to do it because it's an emergency. You have to give up X, Y, and Z because emergency, emergency, or emergency. No, you do not do that. Now, this is happening all over the country. This isn't just here. We're starting to see emergencies. But we're also starting to see the games being played with the Constitution. I'm going to come back to uh, what's happening in New Mexico in a minute. I want to take you here and show you what's happening in Texas. Now, I bet on Texas. But I'm not so sure if you're packing and you're thinking, I got to get to Texas. I'm not so sure. About three years ago, a group of, quote, whistleblowers went to the FBI alleging criminal activity by Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton. I haven't spoken out about this, even though Ken Paxton has been on the show several times. I think he's a good uh, uh, attorney general. I haven't spoken out because I haven't. I haven't been able to understand what the hell was even going on. Now, when you have three whistleblowers going in and saying, oh, we went to the FBI, that sounds bad. If you're willing to lob the accusations at a state attorney general to the FBI, it's got to. I mean, you got the receipts, right? Now, here's what I find interesting. The FBI did not indict Attorney General Paxton, is there anyone that you think they would like to indict more that isn't in the Trump family? He's the guy who brings this to court every single time and usually wins against the administration. Hmm, it's weird. The FBI just didn't. Wow, that is strange. So after three years, the FBI has got nothing. Now, a lot has happened in the United States during those three years. Biden administration weaponized the federal government to uh, persecute their main political appointment uh, or opponent. 
they raided his home. They indict him. It seems like every other day, except maybe on Wednesdays, both the federal and the state level. I don't think I've ever seen such a gigantic shift in government abuse and power in my lifetime. But now let's go back to Ken Paxton here in Texas. Ken has been one of the loudest critics of the Biden administration. He has clearly drawn a line at the state border, declaring that when it comes to federal overreach, state rights are still something that exists in the United States of America. He is also an ally of President Trump. Both of these qualities have proven to be dangerous in this new era that we now find ourselves in. But the FBI doesn't have anything after three years. But they have three whistleblowers here in the state. Paxton's state enemies, Republicans, have decided that now is the time to do to him what they're doing to Donald Trump. So it is a rhino Republican and Democratic effort to impeach him. Now, that was successful, but the process was a little unusual, a little strange, a little strange. Um, the vote was pushed through, uh, without considering any of the direct evidence, yeah, direct evidence, what direct, no, just impeach him. They didn't allow the legislature to interview and cross-examine witnesses, uh, without placing witnesses under oath, without allowing members to talk to investigators, Without making witness transcripts available to legis- the legislature, without subpoenaing any witnesses with direct knowledge of any of the allegations, and without allowing Ken Paxton to argue in his defense. Wow, that seems like, uh, I don't know, Soviet Union, 1952. The Attorney General been standing up. He has been now impeached based on accusation, on hearsay, rumor, and speculation. Now the impeachment trial has just started. It got underway last week. And for the first time, we finally have heard arguments from his side. Now, the problem started for me when the whistleblowers went to the FBI and the FBI didn't indict this thing that we don't really know what it is that is so serious and impeachable. I want you to listen to the exchange between Paxton's attorney and one of the impeachment witnesses, whistleblowers. Listen, let me ask this question again. Let me get this straight. You went to the FBI and reported him for potential crimes without any evidence. Do I have that correct? Um, we went to the FBI and reported. Please answer my question. Yes. Our or no. belief that criminal activity had occurred. That was not my question. Witness needs to answer the question. Yes or no. Did I ask it again, Mr. Vassar? Please. I want to get this straight. You went to the FBI on September 30th with your compatriots and reported the elected attorney general of this state for a crime without any evidence. Yes? That's right. We took no evidence. No evidence. No evidence. So they impeached an elected attorney general under criminal accusations with no evidence. 
Gang, if they're doing this in Texas, what the hell do you think they're doing in New York? What do you think they're doing in Ohio or Kentucky? Indiana. This is happening in Texas. And the rhino Republicans are right along with it. You see, what happened right before they decided to go through with impeachment was he pointed out that the rhino that is the head of the legislature was giving the seats to the Democrats, giving chairmanships to the Democrats, which is a long-term rhino thing to do here in Texas. And he spoke out and said, what the hell are we doing? Why should the people even vote for a Republican? Well, that was just too much. Now, everybody I have spoken to, and this is what made me leery until I watched the trial last week. Everybody said to me, well, Glenn, he's I mean, he really brought it on himself. What do you mean he brought it on himself? Well, he's he's just made a lot of enemies. You know, he won't play the game. Oh, he won't play the game. So he won't play kissy ass with somebody who demands that their ass is kicked. Instead, he just does it. Oh, okay. You know who else was like that? John Adams. Now, I'm not comparing the two. I'm just saying, personality-wise, it sounds a little like John Adams, and I can compare personality-wise. He wouldn't kiss anybody's ass. He wouldn't play the game. That's the reason we have the country. Because our founders would not play the game. I swear to you, rhinos, rhinos in Texas. I'm going to make you very, very famous. Very famous. You know who else doesn't play the game? Me. You know who else doesn't play the game? The majority of people who believe in America, the rule of law and the Constitution, who actually are voters in your state. Remember we said, if they can do this to a president, they'll do it to anybody. Oh, well, the Democrats are along with the help of our fine rhino friends. If they can do it to Trump, they'll do it to Paxton. And if they can do it to Paxton, they will do it to you. Are there no rights anymore? More in a second. Lawrence wrote in about his dog's experience with Rough Greens. He says, I brought my dog many different kinds of supplements over the years. She would eat just a little bit of it, but not very much. Usually, she was just kind of shying away from it. When it comes to Rough Greens, not only does she eat enthusiastically, she finishes by licking the bowl clean. She has more energy now, and it's a treat for her. Thank you. Lawrence, thank you for writing in. Thanks for giving it a try. It's not a dog food. It was developed by uh, naturopathic doctor, Dr. Dennis Black, and you sprinkle it on the dog's food. Brown food, remember, kibble food, dead food. It has to li- live on the shelf for at least two years. And the only way you can do that without getting moldy is if there's nothing living in it. You need the greens. 
The folks at Rough Greens are so confident your dog's going to love it. They have a special deal at roughgreens.com slash Beck, or you can call 833-GLEN-33. They're going to give you the first trial bag free. Free. All you have to do is pay for shipping. 833-GLEN-33. 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. 10 seconds, station ID. If you don't see the slippery slope happening, you have people now indicted in Georgia. This is not just the FBI. Everyone is learning. Here's how I assassinate my political opponent. Here's how I get the person I want to get. I urge you, especially if you are in law enforcement of any kind, I urge you, please read the book Ordinary Men. Came out in the 1950s. It's about how easy it is to get people to do unbelievably bad things. It was a study of the Polish police, which were had the highest standards and became the most brutal. And scientists went back and interviewed and tried to figure out what did it take to do that the answer was very little either the constitution the declaration of independence and the bill of rights are sacred or they are not which is it Too many of us don't even know it. We don't know the Constitution. We don't know the Bill of Rights. And you know what? We've already lost two generations, gang. We've lost two generations. I was thinking about it today as I'm doing something on September 11th next hour. And I, I urge you to listen. Because I went over the things that I said on 9-11, and I'm not sure they're true anymore. And all we have to do is just rededicate ourselves. Or it is going to be too late. Glenn, we all love the Constitution. Don't you dare say anything beyond that. But there is no but. You're either all in or you're not. There's no more room on the sidelines, gang. You're on the field whether you know it or not. Back in just a second. The Glenn Beck Program. Out of the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation rose like a phoenix from the ashes. It has been delivering on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices of America's greatest heroes. They have been in business now, unfortunately, for 22 years. The people who put their lives on the line to protect our country and our communities. I want to tell you about Sergeant Dustin DeMonte. He's from Brazil, Connecticut. I'm sorry, Bristol, Connecticut. He was shot in a domestic violence incident. 
he left behind two children and a wife pregnant with their third child. Thanks to your generosity and that of those like you, Tunnel to Towers paid the mortgage on the DeMonte family home. They took away the financial burden so the family could just mourn his death and not worry about where are we going to live. So many families need your help. Will you do good in their honor? Can you help Tunnel to Towers? $11 a month. If you can donate that, that goes a huge way. Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two T, dot org. Tunnel to Towers. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Get signed up to Blaze TV. Use the promo code Glenn and you'll save 10 bucks. The Democratic governor of New Mexico said she expects legal challenges, but was compelled to act because of recent shootings, including the death of an 11-year-old boy outside a minor league baseball stadium this week. She said the state police are going to be responsible for enforcing what amounts to civil violations. I urge the state police in New Mexico and every state police officer, every local police officer, every sheriff, please reread your oath, read the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, and also read ordinary men, please. So the state police are going to do it because I can't believe this. This is great. The Albuquerque police chief, Harold Medina, said, I'm not enforcing this. And uh, what is it? Bernalillo, uh, Bernalillo County Sheriff John Allen said, I'm uneasy about it because it raises too many questions about constitutional rights. You're uneasy about it. I may want to do things. Me as a human, I may want to do things. But there are certain things that God granted all people that I am sworn to never violate. Stop being so mamby-pamby wussy. Step to the plate. You can say I feel uneasy because, but then step to the plate. This is a violation of God-given rights. Now, let me ask you. Why is it only 30 days? Why does she only do this for 30 days? Just to take a breather? We all have to take a breather. No. Mm -mm. I think she picked 30 days because it won't have time to get through court. And so if it's not challenged in court, does it stand if it's just temporary? Does it stand or not? I don't know. She did it, got away with it, didn't go to court. This must go to court, all the way to the Supreme Court. 30 days, 30 seconds. You cannot violate the Constitution. Yes or no? It cannot be ambiguous. And I think that's why she did it. Now listen to this story. Sunday afternoon. Dozens of gun rights activists 
gathered in Old Town Albuquerque to voice their displeasure. Gun rights activists? Were they flown in from the NRA or, or gun owners of America? Who are, who are these people? Or are they just Americans concerned about the violation of their civil rights? There is a difference between an activist and a standard citizen standing up and going, no. But if they, if they tag you as an activist, you don't want to be an activist. I don't want to be an activist. Last thing I want to be is an activist. I would just like people to leave me, my business, my family alone. And do the same for other businesses, families, and citizens. Leave us alone. Protesters proudly displayed American, Gadsden, and come and take it flags. A man was holding a sign addressed to Grisham that read, Our founding fathers warned us about you. A woman was holding a sign that stated, Gun rights are women's rights. So far, those signs 100% accurate. A demonstrator proclaimed, this will not stand, we will not comply. Good. A woman identifying as an indigenous person. Oh, God. A woman identifying as an indigenous person told the crowd, the law doesn't protect us. Right. Another woman. We don't know what color she is. We had to identify the one indigenous person. Everyone else will let you assume whatever race you think is really bad. Whites. Another white woman. Another woman said, our rights come from God and our privileges come from government. One speaker at the armed rally in Albuquerque, defying the gun-carrying ban, told the crowd they need to go out and do this every day or else it wouldn't have an impact. There was one anti-gun demonstrator wearing a mask. But the gun activist gave him a chance to speak and then attempted to refute his claims. Oh, so they believed in free speech, too. Hmm. The Senate... The state must justify the carry pro uh, prohibition by demonstrating that it is consistent with the nation's historic tradition of firearm reg regulation. But it is impossible for the state to meet this burden because there is no such historic tradition of firearms regulation in the nation. This according to a new lawsuit. Throughout the suit, the plaintiffs cite a 22 Supreme Court decision that struck down the New York gun law. Good. Ron DeSantis ripped it. Ron DeSantis came out and said she she's now asserting the power to infringe on a Second Amendment right by executive fiat. An assertion is not surprising like this since 2020. Public health has become the pretext for depriving citizens of civil liberties and trampling on our constitutional rights. It ends when I'm president. Your Second Amendment shall not be infringed. Amen. Jonathan Turley said this is absolutely unconstitutional. Can I add a couple things to this, Glenn? Yeah. Uh, Ted Lieu. The congressman, yeah, Democrat, we would mm -hmm. agree on him on basically nothing. nothing. And he 
would support all sorts of gun laws that we would consider unconstitutional. So this is not someone coming from our side of the argument. He wrote about this. Uh, I support gun safety laws. However, this order from the governor of New Mexico violates the U.S. Constitution. No state in the union can suspend the federal constitution. There is no such thing as a state public health emergency exception to the U.S. Constitution. Huh. Now, I feel like a lot of Democrats for the last three years have been telling us there very much is a public health exception to the U.S. Mm-hmm. Constitution. However, you know, I think it's important to when someone is right to point out that they're right. And well, notice what he said, though. Mm-hmm. It's a federal constitution. So mm-hmm. no state mm-hmm. can override uh, the federal constitution. Yeah. He didn't say the feds can't override it. Yeah. No, and believe me, we would disagree with him on tons of stuff here, but it is true that the state cannot override it. And it's important uh, because there have been time. I mean, you know, you go back in history, you find plenty of times where uh, things were uh, done to the U.S. Constitution that I would not approve of at the federal level. Uh, But the state certainly can't do it. Uh, So wait a minute. So so I don't understand this problem. Are you saying mm -hmm. that if there's a federal law, let's say on mm, I don't know marijuana or um gee let me think of another one uh immigration status that it causes a problem Mm. when the state or the cities disagree with the feds and just go their own way yeah you can't do that huh you can't do that huh and this is an, uh, an increasing tactic done by the left you mentioned one tactic that they've attempted which is this idea of passing these crazy laws they know are unconstitutional, but passing them for short periods of time. The, the exact ruling that came out from New York, what was it, last year, mm-hmm. was that, was a situation where this occurred. They passed a gun law. They knew, I mean, they had to have known it was unconstitutional. It was blatantly unconstitutional. And what they tried to do when they realized it got taken up to the court, they tried to fight it on all the lower levels to try to say, oh, well, you know, for this reason, it shouldn't, you know, shouldn't go to court. And they mm-hmm. tried to win all those early... Uh, rulings they didn't they lost them all and once they lost them all they basically nullified their own law they withdrew the law hoping that the court would say well the law doesn't exist anymore so we can't rule on it and the court to their credit said no that's not going to work we're going to talk about this anyway even though it's now supposedly moot because you ran away from the courts you tried to evade the courts It's only moot if you can stop the court from ruling on it. Mm -hmm. Then you can try it again. Yep. And again and again and again. So that is what she's trying to do here, I I believe. I am telling you, we are, and I've said this now for four years or so, we're one emergency away. We're one emergency away. All that has to happen, and it's got to be a major one. But we are a September 11th away from all of this going away. And what they're trying to do now is just manufacture those September 11ths out of things like gun violence problems or climate uh, change the, issues. The or, attack on the Capitol, which every American was against. Mm-hmm. You know, look at this. George Floyd, every American was against what happened. Every American. I don't know anyone who said, yeah. oh, no, he was right. The cop was right. No, uh-uh. I don't know a single one. And they used that to divide us, even though there was no division. None. None whatsoever. They, they not only manufacture things, but then when we're all in alignment, 
they still manufacture the division. And going back to January 6th here, Glenn, let me ask you this question, and I mean this sincerely. What's the real insurrection? Is it a bunch of idiots in horn hats ransacking the Capitol? Or is it our a governor of a state overturning the Second Amendment by yourself? Is it the federal government saying, you know what? $500 billion of student loans? Kapoof. They're just gone forever. Is it uh, the eviction moratorium that they just implemented? Which one is really challenging our our civilization as it they're, stands? They're Which saying, one is doing it? They're saying that September, uh, I'm sorry, uh, January 6th, we, which we were all united on and still are pretty united now. The gray areas have started to come because of the way the FBI has handled this. But none of us are against the people who are breaking the glass and the windows and tearing everything up and came in hoods and helmets and everything else. We're, none of us are against, uh, none of us are for that. But what they've done since then, they say that that group was trying to overthrow the Constitution. No, Stu is exactly right. It's what the courts and the FBI have done now they are causing the constitutional crisis. They are the ones. That's why, you know, people are like, we should secede. No, we shouldn't. No, we shouldn't. I stand by our founding documents as written. We haven't used them in about 100 years. So don't tell me they failed. We haven't used them. And beyond not using them, now we are in violation of them almost every single day. And it's not me. I'm not anti-government. I am anti-unconstitutional government. I'm fine when the government's playing, um, you know, in the rules. As long as they're playing by the rules, I'm perfectly fine. They're not playing by the rules, gang. Well, that's why we've got to not play by the rules. No, that makes us them. How about we try that old dusty document that no one has tried? Tell me what you want. Tell me what kind of country you want. Now, if you want a fascistic, you want one red, led by a strong leader, then you're going to have to go away from the Constitution. I want people to be free to be left alone to their for there is rule of law that we judge every man justice is blind i i want that one and we already have the formula for that i want that pulled off the shelf and actually applied back in just a minute Remember when owning your own home was this wonderful, crazy dream that kept you up at night with excitement? Oh, man, I can't believe it. We just bought our first home. You felt like you were going to be crazy rich. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you know, just got to find the right buyer. Funny, sometimes <laughs> things can be fun and exciting and then turn into a real hassle. Um, and that's because the, the buying and selling of a home does not have to be so complex and Oh, such so, so agonizing, just so agonizing when you're looking to buy or sell a home or both. 
My company, realestateagentsitrust.com, would like to pair you with the highest selling best real estate agent in your area. Now, these are not people moonlighting, you know, from the gas station. They're serious full-time professionals who know the best practices. They know the best practices that will take your real estate game to the top. Plus, they're fans of the show. Most of them are. So you're going to get along with them. They're good, decent people. That's one of the first things we look for. Are you a decent person? If you're ready to take that step on buying or selling your home, don't do it without the right help. Let us just recommend somebody to you. It's free. All you have to do is just just write to us. We try to get a name to you within the first five or ten minutes. Realestateagentsitrust.com. The name says it all. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. The Glenn Beck Program. The problem and the also evil genius of the plan that is trying to be implemented now with the real, I think the real insurrection in our country going on right now is they know if they try all these things that are unconstitutional, the, sh- the court will shoot them down most of the time. Mm-hmm. 99 out of 100 times, maybe. But the one time they can get it through, like, for example, forcing everyone in America to purchase health insurance, right? Correct. Eventually, they get one of these things through. Eventually, the court turns their way. Eventually, they find some sympathetic system. And they are able to get these things through. And it changes the system of our government. Correct. The loan the loan situation was, was the president of the United States saying the executive branch is now above Congress. Right. And I know that. And I know that because Congress, because the Constitution does not allow me to do these things. Mm-hmm. Congress only is the only one that has that right. I know that and I'm doing it anyway because I'm above Congress. And only the courts stood in the way. And, you know, of course, the political brilliance of this is when this gets shot down in court, the governor of New Mexico will say those darn evil court people the Republicans put in. It's their fault that we can't stop gun violence. The Glenn Beck Program. In the 1960s, 95% of the clothing Americans bought was made right here in America. Now 97% is made overseas. That's remarkable. A complete reversal in almost everything that we do. American Giant is all about American workers and the products they make. It's about good paying jobs that allow people pride in the hard work that they do. Buy American today from American-Giant.com slash Glenn. And, you know, let me be the person who who brings in the sad part of this, because, you know, you of course, it's really nice to buy things from America. It's really great. I mean, American manufacturing is important. That's not enough to make me buy American by itself. I need this stuff to be really good, too. And that's why American Giant is great, because it's able to do both of these things, right? They, they support American manufacturing. And their stuff is incredible. It's the best stuff you'll ever wear. I love it. My wife loves it. I know you love it as well, uh, Glenn. I love it. It's American-Giant.com slash Glenn. That's American-Giant.com slash Glenn. Hour two. The radio program begins in just a few seconds.
What you're about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. 22 years ago, I wrote an essay called The Greatest American Generation. I wrote it because of September 11th. I wonder how much of it still remains true. You judge in 60 seconds. It's important to be on the right side of history, and that means taking a stand against the things that you feel are wrong. There are different ways to do that. Some of them come at great personal cost, and it's up to you to decide what your personal line is. And not every stand you take has to cost you. In fact, switching to Patriot Mobile is taking a stand, and it actually saves you. Saves you money. I want you to please strongly consider switching your phone service to Patriot Mobile today. Here's what they promise. You're going to have the same great coverage. You're going to save money. You'll get great customer service. You're on the same networks because they're on the same tower. Here's what happens. You, if you don't do this, you're donating money to Planned Parenthood. Because if you're with Verizon, that's where they send some of the money they make off of you. If you do with Patriot Mobile, you'll donate to conservative causes, to American causes. You are standing for the First Amendment, Second Amendment, all of the amendments. PatriotMobile.com. Join us. 878-PATRIOT. Call them now. 878-PATRIOT. Free activation when you use the offer code BECK today. Join me now at PatriotMobile.com slash BECK. PatriotMobile.com slash BECK. 878-PATRIOT. It is September 11th, 2023. 22 years ago, I wrote a, an essay called The Greatest American Generation. I reread it this weekend and wondered how much of that is still true. How much of that do I still believe? How much has changed? Here's what I wrote. I've always believed that the greatest American generation is the one that is living in the here and the now. The question is not if this is the greatest American generation. The question is, will we wake up and become it? I remember staying at my grandparents' house in the summer when I was small. And every morning... Before, before there was even light. My grandmother would open up the attic door from downstairs, these wooden steps. And she'd say, kids, it's time to wake up. My sisters usually bounded out of bed, but I was usually the one that it took her a few times before I'd lumber out of bed and cross the cold, squeaky wooden floor. But eventually I would. Mainly because I could smell breakfast from the attic. My grandfather was always outside. He was already there. I think he had been there since probably 4 o'clock in the morning feeding the chickens. They were hardworking, good, and decent people. Growing up seemed to me that they were, were from not only a different time, but also a different place. But they weren't. 
the spirit of our parents and our grandparents isn't from some foreign place. It hasn't died out. We've just not attended to it. It's a flame that flickers in all of us. And it is there ready to blaze again to life when we're ready to face the challenges that now lie at our feet. It's what sets us apart. It's what built this country. The average person did not cross the Rocky Mountains. I would have never done it. I don't know what that says about me, but I would have looked at those mountains. I would have looked honestly at the Missouri River and said, nope, not crossing that. No bridge. Build a bridge. I'll be back. The Rocky Mountains, not a shot. But people did it. This is what sets us apart. It's what built us. It's why our borders still teem with the poor and the tired and those yearning to be breathe free. I don't know about the people crossing our border now. But those immigrants that came to our shores, across our border, crossing an ocean, most likely they were your relatives. They were my relatives coming here in the 18 and the 1900s. They were searching for a better way of life. The flame that Lady Liberty holds is the, hmm, we deem it the American spirit. And it is supposed to burn inside all of us, no matter what our race, our gender, our religious background. But it actually was originally built as a reminder to the people of Europe of the freedoms that allowed America to capture the creativity of human spirit. The flame that she holds is called imprisoned lightning. And it's a salute to the invention of the light bulb, perhaps the greatest invention of all time. It turned darkness into light, something that before Edison was truly in the realm of God. But now so much of what we have and experience today, it's, it's just expected. It's normal. It's humdrum. But it isn't. Everything around us is truly as miraculous as the imprisoned lightning. Because it all started with an idea. The world is watching us. It's not new. It always has been watching us. Since the dawn of man, people dreamt of a better life, dreamt of a better way, dreamt of being free. They looked for Camelot, where a king wouldn't slaughter them and take everything they can. But Camelot was a dream. It was the iron fist of the king and all those he found favor with who lorded lorded their station above us and crushed the dream of bettering oneself and owning a just a small patch of land that was theirs that i could follow my heart and my passions 
Man, it seems, needed an ocean between the old ways and new ideas. That ocean is as small as a, a backyard pond now. And there is no other place to go. It was Americans that finally found a way to build a better tomorrow for the individual. No promises. Just an honest effort. Out of all that we have built, the powerful machines, the computers, the weapons of mass destruction, the hardware and the software that we spend millions on every year to protect and keep our plans secret. Our biggest secret seems to be the one that the world wants most of all is not a secret. It is something we used to freely give to the rest of the world. But now it seems we're so arrogant, we act as if it is a secret and we jam it down everybody's throat. It was the self-evident truths that all men are created equal. For some reason, that hasn't been really fully duplicated anywhere else. It's influenced so many countries around the world. It can't even be passed on from person to person. Let me say that again. It cannot be passed on from person to person. Torch to torch. It has to be earned. It has to be lovingly taught. That's how you gain the American spirit. 22 years ago, we were lucky enough not to be trapped in one of those towers or on a plane or in the Pentagon. When is the last time you gave thanks for the last 20 years? Not for our lives. But for the ability to have more time to change our ways. God has not forsaken us. This is so crucial that we understand. He has been trying to awaken us. He has been standing at the bottom of the stairs and gently calling out, kids, it is time to wake up. We've been given another chance, and we don't get up. We got up for a few minutes and then fell back to sleep after 9-11. And then we had the crash of 08. Kids, wake up. Then we've had... Everything from 2016 to today, over and over and over, it seems like every day, he's like, get up! When and what will it take for us to actually get up and begin a new day? Thousands of years ago in Babel, the great civilization in 
In their arrogance built a tower to reach the sky. They wanted to be God. It didn't just crumble. God destroyed it, not out of anger, but out of love. He is God. We are not. The people were scattered. Our symbols of power and wealth crumbled before our eyes on that Tuesday 20 plus years ago. But what did we do? We built a bigger tower. We sought vengeance and justice. And then I don't know what happened to us. I wrote at the time, Americans aren't ever going to scatter. Let the world recognize through our actions today that those firefighters in New York are not the exception. They are the rule. Because Americans don't run from burning buildings, we run into them. Is that still true? It was a beautiful fall morning. Right on the edge of the land created through divine providence. Our little coffee shops were open. Children were on buses. People were in the subway. People were in the streets. Some were just standing on the sidewalk, soaking up that sun. People were easing into another typical workday. When America's greatest generation heard the voice, Kids, it's time to wake up. The task before us now is much more daunting than what our grandparents and parents faced. We must be stronger. We must be personally, spiritually, physically, temporally prepared because the torch has passed to us. Will we be the greatest American generation or not? Will the American experiment die with us or blaze again? More in a minute. The day's finally come to to a close, and you ease yourself down into bed, and then you stare up at the ceiling. What? Okay, what do I have to do? I got to do this tomorrow. Oh man, I should write that down. Okay, so you're sitting there, and then you think I have to do all of this tomorrow in pain, in pain. Millions of Americans deal with the pain in their lives every single day. It's hard to go to bed. It's hard to go to sleep. It's hard to get up. Do something about the pain. Relief Factor exists to give you back the life you love. Please just try it. 1995. It's a trial pack. We need everyone in the fight. Please. 
just try to get out of pain with this. If it doesn't work, yes, you're out 20 bucks. But if it does, you're back in the fight. You're back in the game. 70% of the people who order it go on to order more. Try the three-week quick start. If it's not working for you in three weeks, it's probably not going to work. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com. 800, the number four, relief. 800, four, relief. ReliefFactor.com. Feel the difference. 10 seconds, station ID. I remember in the days after September 11th, the feeling in the country was, I want something to do. What do I do? What do I do? And the president said, go shopping. Your patriotic duty was to go shopping. I was so offended by that. I remember in the time of World War II, my grandparents and my mom, my dad, would go out and they'd gather scrap metal from the neighborhood. Ours was to go shopping? We have given up so many freedoms. We have given broad power to the government in the name of safety. Well, we better not get onto the plane that TSA is there because they want to make sure that they get Muslim extremists. When's the last time you heard that? Now you may be the extremist. Drones are flying over our cities. The Department of Agriculture has its own SWAT team. The president of the United States is about to forgive all student loans, putting himself knowingly above Congress. For the first time, we're threatening to put a former president in prison along with his attorneys for questioning election results, something that was done every election by the same people who questioned every election they lost since 2020. They're now screaming, lock him up for doing what Al Gore's attorneys did legally in 2000. It is legal. When was the last time you ever saw a defendant's attorneys go to jail? I don't know if I've ever seen that. You can now scoop Americans right off the street without a warrant or trial. We know they eavesdrop on every keystroke or every utterance. Let's not forget that in Utah, the NSA has a storage facility for data holding all of their phone calls, emails, and electronic surveillance that is five times the size of the Capitol complex in Washington, D.C. Five times. How did we get here? Because we bought into the lie that our patriotic duty is to go shopping, to do something fun. It's not. Our patriotic duty requires work. It requires us to be informed. I never learned history. I never learned the Bill of Rights or the Constitution, or I never learned whatever in school. Great. Neither did I. So what's our excuse now? We cannot have a country if we don't understand our Bill of Rights. What the hell are you fighting for? I'm for fighting for America and the American way of life. What is that? What creates that? The Constitution, the rule of law, the Bill of Rights. That's what 
creates it. What are we trying to create? The mission statement in the Declaration of Independence. Why did we break away from a country that we loved at the time in many ways? It's in the Declaration of Independence. Is there any relevance to that? Yes, most of it is being done now by our own government in spite of the Constitution. Tomorrow is September 12th. Biggest day in my life when I saw Americans being good and decent. We helped each other. We cared. When somebody said, how are you? We actually wanted the answer. We would hug strangers, ask them, talk to them. It's the last time you saw that. September 12th. I'll continue this tomorrow. The Glenn Beck Program. The history of MyPillow has been an amazing wild ride of success. And Mike Lindell, the founder and CEO, knows that you are the reason for it. You've been a long ride for the whole way. In fact, you are the horse. The pillows to the sheets, the mattress covers to the slippers, and so many other amazing products that a lot of us have in our house right now. In the spirit of giving back, Mike wants you to know that the six-piece towel set is back and selling at an amazing low price. But you better hurry. Set comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, two washcloths, typically retailing for 80 bucks, the kind of money that my mom would say, those are for company. Mom, we don't ever have company. What are you talking about? Don't use those towels. Why? Why? We don't have people that go, go into our bathroom and take showers as company. It doesn't happen. Six-piece towel set. Now at a not-for-company price, 50% off, $39.99. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special square, get 50% off the six-piece towel set. Deal's not going to last long. Enter the promo code BECK or call 800-966-3117. 800-966-3117. Subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn and save 10 bucks. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're we're glad you're here. Thank you so much for tuning in. It is September 11th, 2023. 22 years ago, America changed forever. Uh, and I don't think our children can even begin to understand how different of a country we were before uh, September 11th. We've just completely changed. Um and some real reflection uh, should be done by all of us on what we've done since since then. But I want to today take you back to September 11th. And Dave Isay from StoryCorps, he is with us now. Hi, Dave. Glenn, hi. How you doing? Very good. You know, I, uh, I am proud that we're friends. Uh, I hate to use proud because it's you know, one of the seven deadly sins but I'm, I'm i'm actually really proud that we're friends dave you are one of the more honest forthright 
uh, and caring individuals. And I don't know your politics, but I know you do a lot of stuff with NPR and uh, and and PBS. And, you know, generally those people don't like me. Um, but uh, you've always been you've always looked for a way to come together as we did on 9-11 and 9-12 uh, so many years ago. So thank you for that, Dave. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to be your friend. Well, it would it was it was never in question. You know, you, we I, I think, you know, we've known each other for a while now and we we had each other from hello, you know, yeah. and I think we both we both really love this country deeply and care about the country deeply um, and are um, patriots like the and I also feel like I've gotten to know your your audience over over these years. Yeah. And it's a privilege to know them as well. Yeah. Um, and thank you for having me on. You bet. So, Dave, in case you don't know, if you've ever listened to NPR, you might have heard of StoryCorps. And he goes out and they collect stories for the National Archives and collects all of the different stories of what people remember, what they did. Um, and it's a snapshot into the American psyche and into time. And you're going to share something from uh, 9-11. When were these recorded? So these, um, so we're we've been around for about about twenty years, and and yeah, I think it's a snapshot in time. I, I also think it's kind of collecting the wisdom of humanity, yeah. and you know the way StoryCorps works is it's two people who come to a booth. We've had about seven hundred thousand people do this. So you come with your grandmother, or your mom, and you honor her by looking in her eye and ask her about her life. Um, mm. And we sometimes do. A big collections of stories when when it's important, like post 9-11 vets and their families. The first um, initiative, we call those initiatives that we did, was with 9-11 families. Wow. And everyone who lost a loved one on September 11th comes to StoryCorps to leave a record of their lives. And, and while StoryCorps is usually two people, um, with 9-11, sometimes people come... Uh, by themselves. And I think we're going to listen to one of those yeah, stories and that's, uh, when they come by themselves. It's, it's a facility. It's someone who works for StoryCorps who interviews them. Sorry, Glenn. Go ahead. That's all right. It's Beverly uh, Eckert. Can you tell us a little bit about her before we hear? Sure. So this, this story um, that we're about to hear takes place 22 years and one hour ago. Um, Beverly mm. Eckert's husband, Sean Rooney was in the South tower of the world trade center when United Flight 175 struck the building. Um, and while he was trying to make his way to the roof of the World Trade Center, uh, he called his wife, Sean called his wife, Beverly. Okay. Uh, and she came to StoryCorps to remember their final conversation. Here it is. Listen. Sean had warm brown eyes and dark curly hair. And uh, he was a good hugger. We met when we were only 16 at a high school dance. And when he died, we were 50. It was about 9.30 a.m. when he called, and he told me he was on the 105th floor, and he'd been trying to find a way out. He told me that he, you know, he hadn't had any success, and now the stairwell was full of smoke. I asked if it hurt for him to breathe, and he paused for a moment and then said, no. He loved me enough to lie. We stopped talking about escape routes, and then we just began talking about all the happiness we shared during our lives together. I told him that I wanted to be there with him. But he said, no, no, he wanted me to live a full life. And as the smoke got thicker, he just kept whispering, I love you, over and over. I just 
wanted to crawl through the phone lines to him and hold him <laughs> one last time. Then I heard a sharp crack, followed by the sound of, a, of an avalanche. It was the building beginning to collapse. I called his name into the phone over and over. Then I just sat there, pressing the phone to my heart. I think about that last half hour with Sean all the time. I remember how I, I didn't want that day to end, terrible as it was. I, I didn't want to go to sleep because as long as I was awake, it was still a day that I'd shared with Sean. You know, and he kissed me goodbye before leaving for work. I could still say that was just a little while ago. That was only this morning. And uh, I just think of myself as living life for both of us now. And I like to think that Sean would be proud of me. Holy cow. How many people, I mean, how many people on your staff uh, prompted these stories from people? I mean, that must have been beautiful and just heart-wrenching. Well, it's, it's a, you know, StoryCorps and especially, you know, this initiative or, or, you know, with, with vets, a lot of these, you know, life is hard. It's a very, very difficult job. Um, and again, you know, most people are pairs when they come to the booth. And I have a, a kind of a, uh, an even more tragic ending to this story, which is that um, Beverly was on flight 3407 to Buffalo uh, in 2010 to commemorate Sean's birthday and died in, in that plane crash. Oh my God. Um, do they, they have children? Uh, they did not have children. Oh. They did not have children. So, um, yeah, no, it's, it's hard on staff. And you know, when, when, as in the intro to the segment, you talked about how life was different before September 11th, which is true. But, you know, life is also different. And, and in, in the in on September 11th and September 12th and the weeks after, I, I think you were in Connecticut then. I, I don't. I was in Tampa. I was in Tampa, Florida. Yeah. You're in Tampa. Yeah, okay. yeah. But I, and I don't know if it was true in Tampa, but, you know, after after September 11th, for two weeks, for 10 days, for one week, we saw each other as Americans. Oh, no, I think we, we knew we belonged no, to one another. Yeah, I, th- I think we, know, we saw each other we as our, people. as humans as brothers and sisters it was you know we love strangers we loved our neighbors yeah we we would stop i remember Stu and i were just talking about this last week we were at the outback steakhouse that night yeah and it had just been you know the day everybody had and we went out into the parking lot and there was somebody that we didn't know we had never seen before and they were just standing there kind of dazed and we went over and talked to them and hugged them. And I mean, it was for as horrible as that was, it was the very next day and later in that afternoon, it was one of the most beautiful times I've ever seen in America. Ever. I was in New York. I, I feel the same way. I mean, we saw the truth of who we are and how lucky we are to be alive and how precious life is and how all of our lives matter equally and infinitely. I mean, we were, we were Americans, you know, in the question, then we get to the point, the part that, that you said about how much things have changed yeah. because it lasted 10 days or two weeks. And how can we get that back again? So Dave, would you join me again tomorrow? I know you have another clip, but I'd love to have you back tomorrow. 
because tomorrow is the anniversary of something that we called the 912 project and uh and it was it was trying to remind people who we were on 912 and that we need to serve one another and be those kinds of people and i'm going to do something on that tomorrow and i'd love to have you back and and share something that you know where people are coming together that are because that's your current project now at least with 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 this audience is you're trying to uh to show people in different audiences how how people can come together and they can live side by side that we're not all that different doesn't mean that there isn't evil out there and there isn't things we stand up for but that we're people we're still brothers and sisters exactly and most people you know there are there is evil out there but i mean you know this glenn i mean mo- most people are good i know no matter what their politics are, most people are good, and we've forgotten that. I'd be honored to come back on tomorrow. Okay. All right. I think I'm on a plane, but but oh. hopefully, hopefully, um, let's 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 see what time I'm flying. Yeah, if and, not, um, we'll just try my best to come on. Yeah, if not, we'll just just make sure we have some some additional things that we can show that you know what what people are doing now uh, to try yes. to honor uh, who we really are. Dave, thank you so much for everything you do. If, if you would like to be involved uh, in uh, StoryCorps, all you have to do is, uh, is write to StoryCorps. Um, Dave, what is the exact address where you want people to go if they want to share? Dave, well, are you there? Well, sorry. I, yes, I was just uh, – your producer had me on the line. Your oh, question sorry. was um, – Where do people go to uh, – if they want to share, if they want to be involved in what you do? So we'll talk tomorrow about One Small Step, which is our effort to bring the country um, together one story at a time, strangers talking to each other across the political divides. And the Glenn Beck audience is the number one driver of this project on the conservative side. So um, we want everybody, everybody, um, especially in our in the towns we're in, Wichita, Fresno, Fresno and Richmond. And in 48 hours, we're opening up in a town in Georgia, which I I can't announce yet. But go to TakeOneSmallStep.org take one small step.org and sign up to be a part of this work. And okay. we'll talk tomorrow, Glenn. Thank you so much, Dave. God bless. If you haven't been, you know, storing food uh, for the coming shortages, why? I mean, I know, I know it sounds crazy that we're going to, we might need food storage. That sounds crazy, but what doesn't sound crazy right now? What all of the things that have happened, you are like, that'll never happen. I know I got a list of them. Please don't dismiss this warning and this opportunity. MyPatriotSupply.com. Prepare with me right now. Emergency food that will stay fresh for up to 25 years. So it's not this. It might be something else down the road. Enjoyed a, enjoy a wide variety of delicious food kits offering over 2,000 calories every day for optimum strength under stress. Your grocery store is short of food. There's food shortages for some other reason. The economy collapse. You use you lose your job. Whatever it might be, this gives you some of that pressure. Uh, it's a valve that relieves all of that stress. Don't forget about wa- water filtration and purification products that they have. They're perfect for your bug out bag, survival supply, camping pack, whatever you need. 
Order by 3 p.m. Your item will ship the same day. So order by 3 p.m. today. Your item will ship today. It's fast. MyPatriotSupply.com. Time to prepare. MyPatriotSupply.com. The Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Uh, Stu just informed me that I'm not covering the real news today. Now, I, I originally yeah. thought, okay, well, that's because we have the attorney general on from Missouri next, who just won, you know, the, the big court case against the White House. You haven't even mentioned Ashton Kutcher or Mila Kunis today. I haven't. And I don't know why. No, I haven't. No. And, uh, have you followed this at all? I think it's sort of a fascinating part of our He's world. One of the guys from that seventy that seventy show, 70s show mm-hmm. raped a bunch of women, or I one? think th- he was accused of three and was three, convicted okay. of two. Okay, um, I think I think All that's right. the way that I, I didn't follow the story honestly that that closely. Yeah. I, I kind of assumed he was guilty and honestly didn't really look into it that much. That's you know wasn't in my purview. But yeah. what I did find to be uh, interesting was the. After this conviction happens, Ashton Kutcher and Meet Lacunas are revealed to have written letters to the judge to ask for leniency for their friend, Danny Masterson, who was on. They were all on the show together. Mm-hmm. And they're, 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 their letters are maybe a little over the top. They're like, he was, you know, he was like a big brother, the greatest big brother I ever had. They <laughs> talked about how he helped keep them off drugs, apparently, at a difficult time. Mm-hmm. They apparently had a wonderful experience with this guy. Sure. At least in their in their view. And. They later have said it was the family that asked them to write these. They obviously think the family thinks he's innocent, but the, the it's already he's already been convicted. It's not he's not that's not going to happen. Doesn't Aston Kutcher help in rescuing? He runs like a, a sexual trafficking yeah, charity. Yeah, so. Not yeah. not for sexual trafficking, but yeah. against it. <laughs> right. Uh, he's against sexual trafficking, right, and right. people are criticizing him. You are in this organization, and here you are trying to get a, a you know a rapist off or lenient sentence. No, but. A lenience, it's 30 is the minimum. 30 right? is the minimum. So yeah. the range of outcomes here is 30 to life. Okay, yeah. And so in theory, what they're arguing for is a 30-year sentence rather than life. Mm-hmm. And I think that's actually like what the system is set up to do, right? Like the whole point of this is to add a little bit of context to who he was outside of these incidents. And if the judge agrees, which I don't think they, the judge did agree, um, then maybe you get a lenient sentence. Maybe there's some sort of uh, information that could be interesting in that yeah. world. But like they're getting criticized because how dare you try to get a rapist off when it's your friend? No, yeah, here you not, are. No, you're trying to get you know. You know and I think he's not trying to get him off. That's a loaded sentence. He's not trying. He's all he's doing is saying let's let, let's just let me balance. You've just heard how bad he is. Let me balance this for the judge to look at between thirty and life. <laughs> and life. That's a pretty. Did you hear about the guy in? Um, gosh, where was it? He was driving his car drunk. And this story came out about a year ago, and and he was at some festival, and some teenage kid, he said, was this violent Trump supporter, and uh, just a virile uh, Republican, and he killed him, ran over him in the driveway, then left, then called police from home, where they came and they gave him an alcohol test, and he was, you know, legally hammered. The kid died... He got five years. He got five years? Five? The rapist got 30. Okay. 
He gets five? How's that possible? How is that possible? The Glenn Beck Program. Here is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. The most listened to talk radio uh, program in America. Hello and welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. It is September 11th. We actually have some really good news to report today on several fronts. But we're going to take the one that comes out of Missouri in 60 seconds. Global investor Mark Faber, who's often called Dr. Doom, just issued a chilling prediction on the future of the U.S. dollar. I think you should hear this. He said, now remember, it's Dr. Doom and it's Glenn Beck telling you, so you know it's not going to be happy. The U.S. dollar will become over time a worthless currency. Why? Because he's convinced government agencies like the Fed are all lying, forced to print money indefinitely to maintain an illusion of stability. If you followed this stuff and you follow what they have been doing and what they are doing, I believe he's absolutely right. Just because he's, you know, Dr. Doom doesn't mean that mm, he's wrong about it. In these uncertain times, is your wealth protected? There are several ways to protect the money that you have saved your whole life. One of those things, hard assets of gold or silver. Gold or silver have historically been the safe havens. Goldline is now offering a golden parachute for you with every tube or box of the historic $5 gold Indian head or $5 gold Liberty coins that you you purchase. You're going to receive... 150 of Goldline's one gram mind your business silver bars for free. Keep in mind, special isn't for IRAs. That's 150 one gram coins uh, or silver bars for every box or every tube of the $5 gold Indian head, which are the ones that I buy and ask them why I buy it that way. Uh, pick up the phone now and call 866 Goldline. 866 Goldline or goldline.com. All right. Well, I am anxious and happy to have Andrew Bailey on the phone with us from Missouri. He is the attorney general. Missouri has been kicking ass and taking names with uh, the attorney general's office now for a few years. He has just won an appeals, an appeal in the fifth court, uh, in the fifth circuit court of appeals uh, uh, on the White House, what they can and cannot do. Andrew, welcome to the program. Hey, thank you so much for having me on. It's great to have you on. So tell me what happened. It's happened on Friday. Well, as you, yeah, as you know, we uh, our lawsuit, Missouri v. Biden, has uh, uncovered a relationship of coercion and collusion between the White House across a spectrum of bureaucratic agencies to silence 
American voices and violation of the First Amendment on big tech social media platforms. We went to court in May and asked for a preliminary injunction on July 4th. The district court laid the first brick in a wall of separation between tech and state to protect our First Amendment right to free speech against government censorship and put a stop to it. Uh, this coercion and collusion to stifle Americans' voices. Uh, the Department of Justice appealed and said that they needed to be able to silence voices to protect us from ourselves. Oh, my God. And obviously, yeah, I mean, that's that's when you know you're in trouble, when our, our rights are imperiled, when they start saying things like that. But we appealed it to the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals and a three-judge panel on Friday afternoon upheld that preliminary injunction, keeps that first brick in the wall of separation between tech and state in place to protect our First Amendment right to free speech. This is a huge win for our constitutional uh, rights in the First Amendment. Is it going to go to the Supreme Court? I think it has to. And I think the uh, the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals certainly telegraphed that. The Department of Justice has 10 days to decide if they want to appeal uh, the ruling. We anticipate they will. I mean, they throughout the, the process in May, uh, after the 4th of July, uh, once the district court issued its order, and then in court, in oral argument, uh, last you know few weeks ago at the Fifth Circuit, the Department of Justice is committed to continuing violations of our right to free speech. They want to be able to censor voices in opposition uh, on big tech social media platforms. And look, the court found that the harm is ongoing, that uh, you know, the, the, there's a past chilling effect uh, of government censorship where people are now self-censoring. If you talk about Donald, people are afraid to talk about Donald Trump or COVID or election security issues on big tech for uh, fear of being deplatformed, de-emphasized, shadow banned. And so the harm is ongoing, and Department of Justice is clearly committed to future violations. So we've got to keep fighting this thing all the way to the highest court in the land. So I just read, I think it was in the New York Times today, they were talking about Elon Musk and, you know, uh, what a lie it was that uh, most of the free speech that is suppressed is from the right. Uh, And they were just saying, that's not true. It's from the left. The judge in his ruling stated and clarified who was getting harmed, right? That's absolutely correct. And I would also point out that on May 26th, when we were we put on evidence, this, this is not Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey speculating that something happened. This is proven in court based on evidence through a judicial process and now affirmed by a court of, by an appellate court. But I would point out that on May 26th, after we had put on the evidence, the, the district court judge looks at Biden's attorneys and says, well, give me one example where someone you silenced or suppressed or censored wasn't conservative. And the only example they had was Robert Kennedy, another voice in opposition <laughs> to Joe Biden. okay um also the white house made it uh made it clear of what they wanted to be suppressed and what they wanted to be uh amplified but they also threatened them uh in ways that are completely unconstitutional if they didn't do it right yeah that's exactly right there was an unspoken or else. Do this, or else you will be punished. The court no- noted that uh, the White House had plans to punish big tech, that there were both express threats and implicit threats through the use of the inherent authority of their office. And that's coming from the White House, who is the ultimate authority of the executive branch, and the FBI, who is a, a law enforcement agency. So these uh, social media companies, these big tech uh, companies, certainly knew that they were censoring conservative voices at the demand of the federal government. And um, he said the Hunter Biden laptop story was real, not mere Russian disinformation. And uh, the FBI's failure to alert social media companies to this fact is particularly troubling. What did he mean it, by that? It is, 
Well, it's election interference. I mean, that is the most prime example of election interference that I can provide in the course of this lawsuit. I mean, at the end of the day, the court found that Joe Biden used the power of the presidency to threaten social media into censoring truthful speech in an orchestrated campaign of a magnitude never seen before in our country. And, and Glenn, you and I have talked about this before. You know, we, we talked about in 1798, the Alien and Sedition Act that the Federalists passed to lock up political opponents. This is worse. The court has identified that what's going on here between the federal government censoring on big tech is worse than what was going on in 1798. And that's the nadir of you know, constitutional depravity wow. uh, and, and a, a, a slouch toward authoritarianism. So I'm seeing so much of this going on. What, what happened with the governor in uh, uh, New Mexico this weekend? Just saying, you know what, for 30 days, we're just going to ban guns. You can't do that. Um, what's happening here in Texas, where they are, are are impeaching our attorney general with what appears to be literally no evidence of a crime. It is crazy what's happening. I, I mean, I, I asked Stu today, when was if there ever was a time when was the last time you a saw somebody go to jail for questioning the outcome of an election and B, their attorneys were charged as well. When's the last time attorneys were charged in anything? Yeah, the, the Department of Justice and these rogue prosecutors in Georgia want to criminalize the practice of law, which clearly runs afoul of the right to counsel provided in the United States Constitution. But I would also point out what's going on in New Mexico has a direct correlation to what we're seeing in our lawsuit, Missouri v. Biden, on the, the First Amendment big tech issues in that the White House and the Department of Justice in court, in open court, said that COVID justified the violations of the First Amendment, that because of COVID, they had to censor speech to, quote unquote, protect us from ourselves. And, and what the point that we've made in court is that a national emergency never justifies violating the timeless principles codified in the Constitution because the national emergency will never end. And you see that at play in, in New Mexico. The governor there is using a, quote unquote, statewide emergency to target firearms, to violate Second Amendment rights of individuals in New Mexico because she contrived an emergency. The separation of powers matter. Again, we can't slouch toward authoritarianism because of a perceived emergency. And that's why standing up and fighting for these fundamental and timeless rights is so important. So wait a minute. So will this... Because I, I think one of the reasons maybe you'd know better that was it's only 30 days is so it doesn't go into court and they don't rule. So it'll just kind of leave it ambiguous. Um, but I think it needs to be tried all the way to the Supreme Court. Is this why you are saying that it has to go? Your case has to go to the uh, Supreme Court. I, I believe so. I think it, it, 100 years from now, law students. We'll crack open a constitutional law textbook and read the case of Missouri v. Biden, and we'll view that as a turning point in our nation's history where we reaffirmed our commitment to free, fair, and open debate, absent government censorship, where we rejected government censorship and, and celebrated our, our freedom, and that we've got you know, COVID tyranny. Again, that's just the, the Trojan horse that gets the enemy behind the gates, and we see that, that, that enemy now spreading into so many different areas election, quote-unquote, election security. The Department of Justice committed right. to censoring American speech if you, if you question the integrity of election. And, a, a, you know, a new emergency has now popped up where the governor of New Mexico wants to violate the Second Amendment rights of, of uh, American citizens in New Mexico because of a perceived emergency. I mean, again, co we can't let COVID tyranny spread to these other areas. We've got to continue so, to fight back and take it all the way to the United States. Was the judge on Friday clear about 
a COVID emergency, that that these emergencies do not. Was Did he state that and make that very clear? I believe that is absolutely in the, in, in the court's 74-page uh, opinion. I think that runs as a common thread throughout the entirety of this litigation. I mean, from day one, we said that you can't, you know, it's, during times of national emergency, we must remain most vigilant in our protection of our fundamental rights. And I mean, look at the historical perspective. I mean, in the 1940s, uh, Japanese Americans were interned during World War II in violation of the due process clause uh, because of a perceived emergency. You know, uh, COVID, we were, we were masked, schools shut down, we were ordered to stay home, weren't allowed to, to interact with one another, we saw loved ones, heard about loved ones dying in hospitals where we couldn't visit them because of uh, government bureaucrats making decisions for us instead of uh, the process playing out through a you know a legislative body, and so separation of powers matters. That protects our fundamental rights and our freedoms. The Constitution is the best bulwark against authoritarianism and tyranny. And I think we've got to continue to reaffirm it in lawsuits like Missouri v. Biden. I talked to um, uh, shoot, what's his name, Alan Dershowitz, um, a couple of weeks ago, and he said he's keeping a chart of bananas. And he said, I'm up to six bananas. If you get 10 bananas, we're a banana of a republic. And there's no, there's just no turning back. And he said, the, what's going on with the president and the attorneys, he said, is extraordinarily disturbing. Um, and he said, we're on the verge of just no way back from a banana republic. Do you believe that? I do. I think it's shameful what's being done to President Trump and his legal team and others that, again, you know, questioning the government, questioning the operation of government is a First Amendment right. That's a fundamental right. It's no accident. But it's in the very First Amendment in the Bill of Rights. It's a right of conscious. Uh, you know, it's absolute. And political speech is the highest order of protected speech in the land. And that, that is by design. And we, you know, that you, can, you need to look no further than these communist dictatorships or, or Stalinist Russia or even Nazi Germany to see what can happen when there isn't some structure in place to protect us from the government. And here in Missouri v. Biden, we can demonstrate that the government has been weaponized uh, to violate our rights to free speech. Certainly in the instance of those prosecutions, we can demonstrate that the criminal justice system has been weaponized to go after Joe Biden's political you, opponents. It is shameful. Do you have, um, do you have any, uh, re, can you give any reassurance that the, they're not going to just keep doing it? Because that seems to be what the Biden administration does. They get a court case they don't like, even if it's the Supreme Court, and they're like, they're just going to do it anyway. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. I mean, look, they, they should be elevating the rules of the game above the players and the outcomes, but they've completely abandoned that approach, and it undermines the rule of law. This country's national identity is our Constitution. We all got on board in this concept that the Constitution exists to protect us from the government, and the government protects to, uh, exists to protect our rights, and yet here, that's completely been inverted and perverted uh, to suppress American free speech and go after political opponents using the criminal justice system. Again, it's shameful. I wish I could say it was going to stop. The, the Biden administration has the attitude that they get to do whatever they want until someone tells them to stop well i will stand up take them to court and and tell them to stop that's my job as attorney general for the state of missouri and it look look at the court order again in missouri v biden the court said that every social media user was impacted by the government censorship it's not just the individuals that are de-emphasized de-platformed because the government changed the algorithms changed the, the government demanded and the uh, big tech acquiesced to the change in the censorship protocols. Mm. And it's not just the speakers whose rights were violated. It's the listeners. Unbelievable. Andrew, thank you for the fight. 
Appreciate it. Congratulations on the win. Thank you so much for having me on. All the best to you and your listeners. You bet. Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey. So do you have a favorite moment from your child childhood that was caught on tape? How about the memories of your kids when they were young? Do you have an easy way to view those memories? Uh, we didn't for a long time. We didn't. And some of them were still sending to Legacy Box some uh, new, you know, or old pictures that we just found that we want to be able to look at. They've been, uh, they've been sitting on a computer. Some of them have been on tape. We want to be able to access them and see them. And you know what? We have wrecked our, our memories of our kids' childhood by using digital photography. I'm convinced of it. We delete the one where my sister was cross-eyed while she was looking at her. You know, we deleted all of those pictures that we used to look at and go, look at, look at her, look at her, look how stupid she looks. I mean, that was fun, you know, especially for brothers. Uh, anyway, uh, you can save a whopping percent now, 40% off of the Legacy Box when you go to LegacyBox.com slash Beck. Now, you don't have to put all of everything in. You don't have to be ready. You just take this savings when you order the Legacy Box. It's all You'll save the 40% and then you send it in when you're ready. You just put all your old VHS tapes or camcorder tapes and even your pictures into Legacy Box. Send it in. They will professionally digitize everything by hand here in the U.S. Then they send you back all the original copies plus the digitized version on a thumb drive or a cloud. It's easy. LegacyBox.com slash Beck. Save 40% by today. Send them in when you're ready. LegacyBox.com slash Beck. 10 seconds. Station ID. Uh, let's see. Do we have the audio of uh, the president was, was in Vietnam? And uh, my gosh. Uh, naked people were running down the street uh, just uh, screaming uh, from his speech. It was... They were? I didn't hear that very part bad. It. It seemed like he was a little confused, very I thought. bad. You think so? Maybe a little bit. Uh, not Maybe really a little bit. Maybe a little bit. Long flight, um, of course. So. Sure. Here he is. Cut, uh, cut six, please. For, and uh, I see. I'm just following my orders here. Oh, the president's following orders. Uh, wow, this is him at the podium with the presidential seal. Still nothing. Staff, is there anybody haven't spoken? To, uh, I ain't calling on you. I'm calling on you. I said I had five questions. Anita from BOA. Wow. Wow, is that bad. Woo. Okay, uh, cut seven. We talked about at the conference overall, we talked about stability. We talked about making sure that the third world, the, uh, excuse me, third world, the, uh, southern. The, the, uh, the southern hemisphere had access to changes, had access. Oh, we, it wasn't confrontational at all. Mm. Thank, thank you, everybody. This ends thank, the count, press thank conference. Listen Thanks, to everyone. that, how they just thank cut you. him off. And then they put music on, and he actually goes back and talks to them. With the music, what? I don't want to. What? They cut his mic. Every person I met with. Unbelievable! Unbelievable! 
But it's a good jazz guitar. It's hard, yeah, I was going to say it's hard to respond to questions about your son being indicted while slow you know, jazz is going on. Yeah, it is. It's like you it don't is. have the, it's not the right rhythm. Yeah. You need something else. Uh, here he is on uh, global warming over the weekend. Cut eight. And the only existential threat humanity faces, even more frightening than a, than a nuclear war, <laughs> is global warming going above 1.5 degrees in the next. Uh, you, can, you you imagine, okay. can you imagine? Can you imagine saying that? The, the, I mean, there is nothing worse than nuclear war. Nothing. Yeah. 1.5 degrees Celsius is worse than a global nuclear war. How? I mean, that is a bonkers statement. A bonker. Like any, there's no equivalent that you no, can come up not. with on the on the right. There's I was going to say, what if a Republican said, but like, there's no equivalent to how crazy of a statement that is. Did, did you know that the <laughs> the federal government is what is it? Operation Dark Sky, or I can't remember. Um, they are talking about putting aerosol up into the upper atmosphere mm-hmm. uh, that have particles that will reflect reflect the sun back out into space. Okay, so it cuts down. It's all part of the geoengineering stuff they've been working yeah, on, which is crazy. Let's 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 no, let's not do that. Okay, <laughs> no. um, but they say it'll take the temperature down by two degrees Celsius. What the hell are we? And it's it's like fifty billion dollars to do. Yeah the hell are we doing everything else for right why yeah you want to work you want to have a put a bunch of nerds to research this stuff in case everything spins out of control in the future sure go ahead go ahead spend some endowment dollars on that universities that's that's our global warming effort because seriously i mean that all that stuff could theoretically solve it now we i think s- the the ramifications of some of that stuff might not be so positive but, you think? But I mean, if it was totally out of control, 1972, they said, "Let's put black soot, soot yeah. on the north and southern pole to melt all the ice because of the ice age that was coming." <laughs> Please don't listen to these. The people. Glenn Beck Program. American Financing NMLS one eight two three three four www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Hey, I got good news. The Fed is meeting again, and you know what that means? Probably another rate hike. Yeah. Hey, the Biden economy, Bidenomics, it's working. If you're carrying a credit card or credit card debt, you might want to find a better way to keep up with the cost of inflation. In uh, American financing, they have a whole group of people that work for you, not the bank. Now, you may be able to use your home's equity to pay off the debt. Get out of the Biden debt cycle. Mortgage rates are a lot lower than the average credit card rate, which is hovering around 25% now. It's robbery. It's robbery. Use some of your money and equity that you have in your home and flip that down to a 6% rate as opposed to a 25%. Get that monkey off of your back now. Call American Financing. See if that will help uh, you. You could... You could postpone a couple of payments. You can close in as little as 10 days. AmericanFinancing.net, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440. And BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. I'm going to 
852. Something weird is going on. Yeah. We, the World Trade Center is on fire. Oh my Seriously, goodness. the top it, of the building. We're trying to get information. Top level of one of the news to unfold from New York City. A plane crashed. <gasps> Just my sister's in that building. Okay. And I hope she's okay. And I gotta run to New York. Oh my God! It's complete pandemonium. Okay, first of all, calm down. It's raining papers and ashes and. Second plane has now flown in. Wait, explosion at the Pentagon? A third location on alert and outside of Washington. I don't have words to describe what I'm witnessing right now. Effective immediately until further notice. Flight operations in the national airspace system by United States civil aircraft and foreign civil and military aircraft are prohibited. Freedom itself was attacked this morning by a faceless coward. And freedom will be defended. Has collapsed and fallen. I've never seen anything like this. It is Tuesday, September 11th. 
2001. This is Glenn Beck. Dateline, New York. In one of the most audacious attacks ever, terrorists hijacked two airliners, crashed them into the World Trade Center in a coordinated series of blows today that brought down the twin 110-story towers. Thousands may be dead, 58,000 people work at the World Trade Center. One plane, United Flight 93, crashed north of Somerset County Airport, a small airport 80 miles southeast of Pittsburgh. United said that flight, Boeing 757, that is the news of this day September 11th 2001 22 years ago today. What a different world we live in. We remember, for those of us who were alive at the time, we remember it. Most kids that were born around or after 9-11 will have few memories I urge you to go into the podcast today and play that for your children because they're not learning about it in school. There, there's no emotion to it whatsoever. And it is the thing that set us on the path we're on today. It was a... It was a wild ride. The first day, it was horrible. The second day, 9-12, I was standing, I think, in St. Petersburg, Florida, looking to give blood. And I was just standing in line with a bunch of strangers. We were all giving blood. Blood was not needed. We just didn't know it at the time. We thought thousands would be trapped and found. And we all came together. And it was, a, it was a remarkable few days. It really was. Earlier, you, you uh, read something that you wrote on September 12th, or I think it was 11th or 12th of yeah. 2001. And you actually, it was something that you recorded for the radio show 
in like and we played it every year for many many years yeah and at one point you talk about the country and how you know we are like the firefighters you know we don't run from burning building buildings we run into them and i've heard that i've heard you say it so many times and it always seemed like yes yes Yes, we are. Does it of course still? We are. I, you know, no, no. I mean, I think that my honest answer at this moment is it does not feel that way at all. And for the first time, when you said it earlier today, as you were mentioning it, the thing that popped into my head was the withdrawal of Afghanistan. It's like we ran from the burning building. We no longer are the people who run toward no, them. But see, see, this is the thing that always made America unique that we have forgotten. We are not the government, mm. okay? The government is separate because it has separated itself. We, the people, are supposed to be the government. We're reflected by our government. Right now, there's no reflection, and, and I can prove that to be true, that we still are the people that run into the building. The government is not. What happened on Afghanistan that happened on a Monday and people were falling from the sky on our planes as we ran with our tail between our legs and we left all of those people. What did we do? Two days later, this audience started a drive to raise money to go rescue those people and 18,000 people rescued by this audience. You were the firefighter that ran into the building. You just didn't have any boots. You didn't have a helmet or a shield. And nobody mentioned it afterwards. Nobody, nobody did a big tribute to you. We should. You so deserve it. You so deserve it. Don't, don't forget those things. Because I struggled with that this morning, as I, I reread and go back and listen to hour one of the podcast, I reread parts of the, the speech that Stu was talking about or the essay that Stu was talking about. And I wondered, how much of that do we still believe? You can find it actually in written form at glenbeck.com. Um, and the question on glenbeck.com is, do you still believe this? Do you still believe this? And that particular phrase bothered me as well as it did Stu. As I was putting the show together, you know, early, early this morning, I struggled with that particular line. And then Stu comes in about an hour later and he's like, yeah, you know, I don't know how I feel about this line. I'm like, I know, right? But when he said it to me, I remembered you and Afghanistan. I'm like, wait a minute. We still are. We still are those people. There's a lot of good things that are happening. It's just that the, it's just that the bad things are so bad. So bad. Yeah, they really are. I mean, you can go back and listen to that. It takes you back to those that moment. I mean, I remember, we, as we said earlier, we went out to Outback Steakhouse in, in, in Tampa and uh, and ate, and I just remember being at such a weird 
moment. Like quiet. The, the, honestly, the only other moment that I can feel, the only other meal I can remember being so weird was the first meal after COVID that we went out and ate inside. And it felt so weird. Now, we're in yeah, Texas. That true. was, it was May 1st, 2020 here in Texas when we, yeah, when we so did that. Yeah, so it was only a couple months yeah, afterwards. Was, but even then, it felt weird. It was like 25% capacity, really eerie. Like yeah. no one was The there. glass cubes <laughs> they would put up. <laughs> it was basically. Because the germs. Yeah. The germs go high when yeah. you're standing. You sit down. Don't worry about they it. They don't. That's the good thing about COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a high, high uh, circulation disease. Uh, but it, it's just a. It was a weird moment, and everything felt like it changed that day. And I, I do feel like you know some people brought this up with uh, there was a controversy with Vivek Ramaswamy uh, recently, where he kind of like you know said he said it was actually on the it was on Blaze TV. Become a member at blazetv.com/glen. Mm. Um, but it was on Blaze TV where he was asked about 9/11 and he uh, by Alex Stein and. And he said, well, you know, I don't think we really have the truth on all of it. And I think, you know, he's talked to, tried to build that out and, and everything. Um, but one of the one of the ways people talked about that was that he was really young when that happened. Yeah. And maybe doesn't hold it in the, he didn't, maybe, it maybe doesn't set off all of the, the reverence that it does for people who are older. Yeah. You know, and I don't know if that's, you know, look, he's, he wants to be president of the United States. He needs to understand that, of course. And I think he does. Um, but it's interesting to think about that because he's what 36 37 something like that mm-hmm. 38 years old people in their 20s like have no reverence for this at all like it's just this it's bad like, it's like what i mean with pearl, pearl harbor. harbor like it's a really bad thing i remember you know i've read about it like it sounds terrible but like i had no emotional connection to that mm-hmm. you know and i think now we're at that point where that's 9 11 you know I, every once in a while i do the math and it's terrifying terrifying how long ago that is it's 22 years i mean the difference between you know 2001 you go back it's like your life is is passing by quickly Mm -hmm. but we're forgetting about that and it's it's something we need to remember so at least we do it once a year pass it on to your kids tonight make sure you listen to the podcast get it wherever you get your podcasts So Connor Boyack, the author of Tuttle Twins books, he met with thousands of parents. He identified the top concerns they have about their teens, things like laziness and lack of self-esteem. Those impact a teen's future. Most teens need more confidence and leadership skills, work ethic, critical thinking, persistence, problem solving. Well, there is a series now of 89 short, actionable tips your teens can begin using immediately to improve their lives. Teens that put these tips into action are seeing long-lasting benefits. If you want your teens to escape the woke mind virus and to think critically, they have to be the hero in their own story instead of just another victim. You need to get the Tuttle Twins books for them. This week only, you can get this book of tips for teens free when you order the Tuttle Twins teen book bundle. The Tuttle Twins are confident you're going to be happy with these books. They even have a money-back guarantee if you if you order right now. So go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Get the teen book bundle deal. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Keep your kids sane and safe in this crazy world. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. The Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck Program. There are so many stories that we have in today's uh, 
in today's show prep that you just need to see. One of them is from uh, the Washington Examiner on the Justice Department lawsuit against Elon Musk. It's insane, insane. They're saying that he had to be uh, uh, he had to be sued by the federal government, DOJ, because um, his he would only hire U.S. citizens uh, and he would discriminate against non-citizens and, you know, asylum seekers. And the D- the DOJ's own website says that you cannot apply for a job unless you're a U.S. citizen. Uh, U.S. citizenship is required, according to the DOJ. So what kind of a lawsuit is this exactly? It is happening everywhere, everywhere. It is becoming vital to stand up and speak out. The Glenn Beck Program.